Uh, no, no, don't look at no, 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 don't look this up. Okay. I, how how dare no. you even look that no, up? No, 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 no. How dare you even look that up? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Side Select. Some grumpy old men talking about esports. We've got a nice smorgasbord of games to cover today and different topics as well. Very exciting stuff. My name's Foxtrop. I'll be hosting and joined alongside, of course, as always, Rich and Thorin. Before we get talking about the old video games, the most important thing, I have a question for you guys, actually. I know it might come as a surprise that I'm going to start this episode off with a question that's culinarily related. I want to know... Okay, wait. Let me, let me, let me paint a picture. You, you, you've committed a heinous crime. Okay, and instead of going to someone on Twitter or something, yeah, exactly. You've blocked someone on Twitter, (laughs) and the police have come on your doors. Open up. We heard you blocked someone on Twitter. This is all accurate so far, by the way. Keep going. If you're in Germany, yeah, they'd probably get a death sentence. They've they've given you two options. Okay, either they're going to throw you in the slammer, they're going to put you in jail, or you instead can do some sort of community service. This community service is as follows: you have to cook. A meal for your greatest nemesis but the meal has to be nutritious and non-poisonous what meal do you yeah. cook for your nemesis okay. to spite them to still be like screw you you're my nemesis but it's still a healthy and good meal that can't poison them okay i already know this one but i'll let rich go first because i've got a good one the thing He's is, not say man, so there's like some easy answers. Like for me, for example, and I'm sure this applies for a lot of people. Like a lot of fish is like the one area of food where I'm kind of icked out. So I could go down. <laughs> I mean, I guess like I would pick. That's the other thing. Am I thinking of an actual nemesis or a hypothetical nemesis? I'll go hypothetical. Not the right? one. I'll go for like some crazy. Well, they can be a vegan, I assume. So I'll go for some like crazy, mm. you know, really annoying vegan uh, preacher type, and I will feed them one of those octopuses or octopi that are still like twitching when you serve them and are basically like still alive. Uh, and yeah, that's raw as well, I believe. But I, I think it's healthy from what I understand. So yeah, that's that's probably my angle. Okay. The problem here is I was actually listening to all the parts that Foxtrop said, and I already started to get this idea because I always like to come up from it at a different angle. But when he said the part at the end, that the only conditions, he thought these conditions restricted me, but actually they opened the way for a more fucked up answer. So when he said that it has to be nutritious, it can't be poisonous. So basically it just has to be like actual something that could be food properly. It can't be like toxic waste or something, you know. But then he put that part in that's to spite them. Well, here's the thing. I wouldn't actually do this because, spoiler, it's all hypothetical anyway, isn't it? Right. And also, what I'm saying is obviously in a video game, Minecraft, <laughs> on Twitch TV. But essentially, it's a bit like what happened to Game of Thrones. The logical thing, it's a classic evil thing, is I would obviously co- serve them a pie made of one of their own family members that they didn't know. And then when they would eat it, still be nutritious. It's meat in there, mate. It's all meat. I'm not, I'm not trying to go full orc, but, you know, there's meat in there. They'd eat it. Mm, oh, that was delicious. What was that, gravy and that? No, it was your fucking nephew, mate. You know what I mean? Like, that's how you spite them there, mate. It's evil. Listen, I wouldn't do it. It's in Minecraft. It's just a video game. Don't worry about it, boys. I'm just saying, mm. though. That's all I'm saying is this. If you are Carmack for scoring, don't come around my house for tea. 
<laughs> oh no that's a scott tenement must die it's good, isn't it? there you go but uh, you go. i think i would maybe do a uh stop you were you weren't expecting no. quite that angle you know my my angle was malicious <laughs> compliance and you've gone with okay. on that serial killer side well he's going to jail anyway right so <laughs> i'm fucked at this point yeah. so but i might act, i might have to hit you with a actually because i do believe that eating human meat is dangerous no i think that I could be it. that could be something i've just read online 10 years ago and it's just drifting somewhere in my head but i have a feeling that eating uh eating human meat is actually has a lot of health risks but i, I could be i could be completely wrong on that probably am uh, i like the angle anyway so you know this is so ridiculous. I've just quickly, I've just quickly googled this, yeah, and this is just a little blurb. Although it may seem wrong, yeah. <laughs> the good, the good, the good <laughs> news is, I'm quoting this. The good news is that consuming cooked human flesh that is the good news. That'd be good news. And eating the cooked flesh of other animals. That's what is random aside. There was a piece of news not that long ago, which did just make me realise, like, with this close to full dystopia, which was, you know, they're making lab-grown meat. There was that thing where they were going to get celebrities, some of their cells, and you'd be able to, like, eat the meat of, like, a famous celebrity, which is like... Oh. And like I say, with that, you're that like, it just is Black Mirror already at this point in time. You just make the tech better, basically. We're there already. It's all that's, that's, that's a new, that's what a new bathwater, is isn't it? I'll tell you who will make the most money off that exactly in line with what you're saying, Rich. It's not Twitch streamers. Tell you what, Reckless and his fans, he actually <laughs> will become Jesus at that point. This is my flesh, <laughs> eat it, you know, and then they'll just consume, they'll literally eat Reckless every day. God, that's a good thing to become like that now. I know. <laughs> That is, because that's exactly what it's going to be, right? It's going to be fetishists and yeah. weirdos that take. Just not that us. That's that's just. And then you can get the limited edition or the blacked out version, you know, depending on which okay. era of reckless you get. Yeah. Get the virus skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I thought this was going to be a nice little light-hearted kind of. Okay, how would you guys yeah. be be a knob without really, you know, being okay. an obvious knob? Like, yeah, I'd feed I'd feed them. I, I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. It was, I didn't think we'd go down the road of cannibalism, but here we are. Look, it started and ended with Thorin saying he would feel feed Reckless his own meat, his family his own meat. So there you go. There you Spin that however you want it. Many different ways, the way I phrase yeah. it. Yeah. Go, any any yeah, other game. It's all good. We'll let the imaginations friendly. run wild with that, and we'll move on to the, uh, the eSports section of the show today. All right, first thing we're starting with today, uh, Faker. The name that you all recognize, even if you're not a League of Legends fan, you know who Faker is. He is he's he's the Faker of League of Legends. He's he's, he's the greatest of all time. He's the goat. Uh, he's he's been injured. He hurt his arm. Well, maybe I'm downplaying it a little bit, but uh, apparently he hurt it during a game as well. If I'm not mistaken, he did something and and he injured his arm. Maybe I'm lying there. Either way, he's got an ouch on his arm. And it's affecting his play so much so that he's taking a break. He's not going to be playing in the LCK in the upcoming weeks. It's having a big impact on his performances. And whereas, you know, you don't really consider esports with physical injuries, we have seen some examples of things like this happening in the past. In a, Just in the League of Legends space, Uzi, another big name, he stepped away because of uh, his, his issues. Wrist issues have been a, a huge thing across the board for a lot of players, RSIs and the like. I do find, by the way, the image of a player actually injuring themselves during a game pretty funny. Like, I'm not right, like, what like, was he doing? Reaching for his fucking hand warmer? Like, what was going like a, on? Had to ping the other side of the league, map. Like, yeah, I don't know. When your top lane is just running it down so much that you just... 
do yourself a mischief spamming <laughs> them. I'm not sure, but either way, he he hurt himself and uh, it's impacting his play. So he, he's taken that break. But um, we do hope he gets uh, speedy recovery and whatnot. But it does kind of open the question, like, and it kind of uh, brings about the, the the mortality of these players' careers, right? You think Fager's going to be around forever because he's great and he always has been around, but maybe there'll be a day where he isn't. And my question to you guys is, when Faker does eventually retire, uh, who do you think will be the global face of the game? If it's not Faker, like who is it? It, it just seems like there's a there's a, a tier below. There's Faker and then a tier below, as far as uh, not just skill wise, but just you know he's like the, he's the he's the Pikachu of League of Legends. Now, who will be the new Pikachu? That's what I want to know. Uh, Thorin, who do you think who can fill the shoes of Faker? In theory, probably no one, because the main issue with Faker is what makes him essentially so valuable to the game. It's why even if he was bad, I wouldn't want him to retire. I'd want him to do a role swap or play for like a lesser team or something. It's like it's like you say, the it, the only other comparisons of even names is people like Uzi I. I know a lot of Western fans are going to go, yeah, and then what about like Caps and Perks? Like no one gives a flying fuck in China and Korea about those players, mate. So it has to be someone from the Asian regions, right? Because they're the best at the game. So the real problem at the moment is... If if you look, there aren't that many enduring names nowadays. Like, play-wise, Rookie was amazing, but because it was the era when no one watched the LPL, people don't even know how good his body of work is. So the only name I can think of that I think fits it, and it's actually quite topical, because I actually think, if you look how the game is going right now, this year could be the first year where he truly actually gets this status, and it's Knight from JDG. And the reason why is... Not only is he a mid lane, a spoiler, mid lane's always going to be a mega influential role in the game. He's Chinese, so that helps with their fan base. And if he actually does the Grand Slam and wins both LPL splits, MSI and Worlds, first player ever do it. And remember, all the Worlds wins for the LPL, RNG, yes, had Xiaohu for mid lane and stuff like that, but all the Worlds wins are with Korean mid laners. People don't get that. They've never actually looked it up. It's just Joinbee and Rookie and like it's, it's Scout. So if a Chinese mid laner wins the Grand Slam and Worlds and they're all the rest of it, and remember, China is like the main region at the moment in League of Legends. I think that's the closest you could come to it because he's only 23. He could still potentially play five, six more years. He's also pretty naturally good at the game like Faker used to be. It's really fucking amazing play. He's on a super team right now. If you look at his last few years, he just gets surrounded by talent. That's like the rare example of someone who could maybe do it. The problem obviously is you are like part of Faker doing it wasn't just how good he was and all being created. It's like he won all the worlds. And then he, dude, he was in world finals last year. Like he just endures, doesn't he? So probably no one could actually do it. No one could really fill his shoes. It's like Michael but Jordan, not, you know. Yeah, but not, not as close. I mean, that's a good shout considering he is actually Chinese. He would be, you know, he would surely be insanely popular if he worlds win, wins worlds, you know. For sure. What about you, Rich? Who do you think would be uh, the next face of league? Yeah, I mean, realistically, it's like one of those questions they ask in like athletics or something where they're like, who do you think will break like Usain Bolt's record? And the answer people give is usually, well, the guy probably hasn't been born yet, but like you never know. Mm -hmm. So like of existing players, I agree that like Knight is the only one where I think it really is possible. I think all the other players who have like briefly held the mantle, the ever kind of shifting mantle these days, like best player in the world, like Kyria and stuff like that. Realistically, he's not going to be the global face of League of Legends, is he? Even if he were to sort of get back to that form and maintain it. I think the thing that people overlook as well with Faker, and this is why like, obviously people like Thorin have done loads of content on stuff on like the arguments for other players, especially Rookie and so on. The reason why Rookie will never be like, Rookie could win two more worlds and he probably still wouldn't, in most people's eyes, be better than Faker. And that's because of what I would call, like, the Reddit angle as well. Like, when Faker started playing, 
in well not when even when he started playing but like when he was like really became everyone became aware of him in season three he was so mechanically superior to the people he was playing against in a really flashy way it was like you know people used to say like shroud is like king of reddit or whatever but faker was king of league reddit but actually also the best player in the world so like he built up this mystique and gravitas which i think as good as rookie is or like knight is and can be no one can ever do that again because it's just a different time, right? There'll never be the same golf between Knight and any player in mid that there was between Faker and any player in the world in season three. And lots of his reputation is built on that, if we're being real. Like, obviously, season uh, season five fake is probably, like, even better, but there were more legit mid laners who were closer to him during that time as well. So the same opportunity that existed for Faker when the game was in its infancy simply does not exist for Knight or anyone else. So I, I just don't think it's it's possible. And so far as there is, like, that it could happen or something like that, I think we don't know of this player yet. And I think, by the way, if I had to guess, I actually think it will probably, if it's not going to be a mid laner, I think it would actually be a jungler. And one of the people I used to sort of describe this, even though, of course, it didn't work out at all. We'll talk about that later. Someone like Bo. Like, when Bo first came into EU, and I know this has a lot of context around it, people already forget. Like, if you go back and look at those solo queue games when he was, like, getting off roll and everything else, that guy is levels above everyone else mechanically in EU. Like, he just is. He's fucking insane. And people will downplay that now because of what happened to Vitality. But that still holds true. That guy could play AD carry and be one of the best AD carries in Europe. And I think that position is has a lot of like skill expression as well. So I, I ultimately, I think that the player doesn't exist now or he's not currently playing. Um, and yeah, but realistically, during the lifespan of League, which is going to go on for who knows how much longer, probably it will never happen. But I would think it'll be like some crazy mechanical jungler or something that, that will... Uh, replace the brand recognition globally i guess because i think that's like quite important as well right it's like fake is the like epicenter of league almost like this guy's face is like known by everyone it's he's as much a brand as he was like a world-class and is still a world-class player but i don't think anyone can replace that I, I don't really think it's possible you know the real sad thing as well is that it's unfortunately it can't be a western player by virtue that the teams aren't good enough the regions aren't good enough because the main problem is like there is an angle where you wouldn't even have to actually be as good like the problem with faker as i've always said this is he has no personality mate because his whole life was playing league of legends like someone like caps if you actually were like truly the goat type player they would also just be even more popular awesome like perks with his fucking swagger like that angle could be an interesting one but again there's just no western player right now who fits the bill unfortunately yeah. I think part of the, the difficulty as well is just League of Legends as a game changes so much, like constantly. The, the throne and the mantle of who is the best player, you guys alluded to this as well, like constantly changes, right? And then sometimes, you know, if, for a year or two, you'll get one, one guy who's really, who is the best. But a lot of times, people are seen as the best player for like a split. And then it changes, you know, like like half a year. And Faker's been doing this for almost ten years. It almost just seems impossible, like with the way the game's uh, just designed now. That it's it would be astronomical to have a player that can just be one of the best players uh, for for as long as Faker has done. I just think it's it's crazy what he's been able to do, and it really is kind of. I don't know if underrated is the right word because Faker is not underrated by any any stretch of imagination. But the longevity of this guy's career, being able to stay at the top, is 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 insane. Absolutely insane. 
we still got some League of Legends to talk about, though. By the way, um, sorry, just one last little thing. Sorry, I do, I do think it's is. just like an interesting little tidbit as well. Like, obviously, with Faker, during every season, you get people that overrate him and people that underrate him. And usually the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I do think it is quite interesting that basically since Faker is hand, T1 has looked pretty crap. Like, mm. to me, that is interesting because he like people have been saying stuff like he is... The worst player, like he's really good, but he's the worst player on his team. It's like I don't know if that's even true. Like I don't know, like yeah, I, I, I don't know. They, they have looked markedly worse since Faker was compromised, and you can I say mean, it's implied that he's like not just a shot caller, but like semi the coach. Like obviously they even started this run before they got Bengi back, so I assume he does like way more than just play the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Still League of Legends, and this one is uh, moving a little bit closer to home here, EU. Uh, how many times have we talked about super teams, or how many times has anyone talked about super teams uh, along the same breath of they suck, they're crap, they're disappointing? Well, it's happened again. Vitality, their wank, 1-8 and eight was their final standings here in the LEC, um, which really was not was fairly suboptimal there the, the regular season finished here for lec and they're not going to make it into the playoffs as you would imagine just one win is is, is not going to be enough and this was a team you know coming into this year was undoubtedly a super team right got perks back in the mid lane both as wonder kid coming in from the jungle and just supplementing the rest of the roster with a team that really anything but top two top three uh was a failure they haven't even made playoffs and now they're going to have to change some things going into uh, the future. So my question is uh, the specifics. What do you think they change? What can they do? Is there anything salvageable about this roster? Because from my perspective, Perks was the, the cornerstone that you, that, you, that you built around. And from my understanding, he had a lot of impact and a lot of say in the roster as well. I think Perks is still good enough to build around, but obviously the roster really did not work. What do you do? I think you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. So, Rich, give me your opinion on vitality. What do you think they should do moving into uh, into the future? First of all, what I would say is, to me, I did not anything being this bad, but I did see this coming from, like, miles off in that it wouldn't work. And when I say, like, that the, the roster would fail, I don't mean miss out on fucking top eight. Like, I in all every tier list I've done, I've had them in top eight, you know? But I was never someone who had them as like favorite or anything like that just because um even though they had the talent for sure to be that my biggest issue with this team has always been well twofold one the personality balance i think is atrociously bad it's like that wasn't given any credence whatsoever in roster building you have four egos on the team obviously upset came in after the fact so before then i guess well no it was still four because you had neon and spoiler alert neon's got an ego as well but you have uh beau who well, we don't need to go into that. Everyone knows Bo's personality at this point, at least his outward personality. We don't know the behind the scenes. Perks, his ego isn't necessarily a bad thing, I would say, but it is an ego that exists. Um, and then we've got Upset, who's had notorious difficulties working with certain players in the past and so on, principally on resource, resource demands relating to his ego. And then Kaiser, who, by the way, people probably don't know, biggest ego of them all. And the least justified, right? So it's like, and I don't know about Photon. I have no clue whatsoever. I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's the one of five that doesn't. So you've got an uh, you've got an AD carry who demands resources no matter what. 
which again in isolation is fine again we're in a bot centric meta as well right like this should be upsets meta in theory we've got a support who has a massive ego and doesn't talk much and isn't particularly good uh, at communicating we've got perks who obviously historically amazing mid laner still has some ability though i would probably dispute uh how much at this point um and has a very big ego of course and then yeah Bo, who is kind of like a lazy way of putting it would be a solo queue player playing in a team level ego so this to me is just a disaster from the off but my biggest issue and the reason why i think this team never stood a chance is the coaching staff and people will say oh in league of legends you can never blame the coach like you don't know how much they do that i i co-sign all of that the problem is we've now seen three splits of Bo being put on fucking tank duty and Maokai, and I can only believe that this is obviously endorsed by the coaching staff, right? Like, the way this team plays, which, by the way, they have no identity whatsoever. It's a complete smorgasbord of garbage from game to game. Like, the way they play, the way they prioritize, changes every fucking game. We saw Bo try and play Kindred out of the blue one time, which was a complete disaster. They seem to have no preparation, no proper game plan, and are just completely mismanaged. And those um, brief moments when we saw like positivity from the roster, when like Bo and Perks really seems to have like mastered the 2v2 in winter, actually, I think it was, that's just gone completely. Like that doesn't exist anymore. They're not playing towards that at all. And I just think this whole thing is a complete shit show. So I think this roster, even though I didn't like the pieces that were put together on paper anyway, because of the personality clashes, I think they never stood a chance because of the coaching staff. Like, I still feel like it was kind of untapped just because of that that reasoning. Um, in terms of, like, what I would change, I don't believe that Perks is good enough to build around. And when I say that, I don't mean, like, oh, he's not LEC level, get him out of here. I mean, this guy costs a fucking fortune, by the way. And I know that Vitality aren't the most, uh, you know, sensible with money or care as much about money as other teams or, or spending money as much as other teams but you cannot justify how much this guy's getting paid at this point there's just no way that this guy's staying if i'm the gm right so he's gone uh i'm not having a chinese top laner and a korean jungler like even again all the coaching stuff aside like that to me just seems ridiculous and neither can speak particularly good english from what i understand so one of them has to go and it really comes down to you know well, for me, I guess it has to be kicking Bo if based on what I've seen, even though I think Bo is a mercurial, possibly generational talent when we talk about, you know, the context of Western League, at least, or playing in Western League. But I do think Photon has put in two very good splits. Not this split, but the previous two splits, I think he was very good. The best top laner, probably. So I probably keep Photon. I probably keep Upset because I do not like the Upset-Kaiser pairing. I just don't like Kaiser in general as a support player. I just don't think he's very good. So what I would probably do is if you're going to have upset, you're going to be largely playing to bot side, right? Which I think is completely fine, especially in today's meta. Photon can do, like, he can play on his own top side anyway. He can play strong side, weak side, if that makes sense, right? Like, this guy can actually just still pick something to, as if he was playing strong side, but without any jungle help, and he'll be fine in lane. So I keep Photon. I pair upset with someone like... Uh, Zolis or Camilius uh, from the ERLs because I think th both those guys are very good supports. I think they're better than half of the supports in LEC and way less ego. Um, and I think pairing someone like that with upset would probably be quite good, especially Camilius. Like he talks a lot. I think that would be good for for upset and how that dynamic works. And then yeah, you've got to get bring in a, a new mid and new mid and jungle. And I would probably go um, Korean jungler honestly.
So then I have at least a Korean top side and Photon's really fucking good. And I'm a big believer of like making your strength stronger rather than just trying to bandage weaknesses, right? So yeah, I don't have a name off the top of my head for that. But basically the only two players that stay for me are Upset and Photon. Everyone else is gone. And I get, uh, as I said, Zolis or Camellius. Vitaly could definitely get one of them um, for not that much money. And then yeah, invest in a Korean jungler. And mid, I'm not sure. That's one of those things where I'm constantly... Re I mean, obviously, I'd love Larson, right? Would be the obvious one. Larson is in a fucking hellscape on Koi right now. Bring him over. Give him the money. And, uh, yeah, maybe uh, Al Yoya or something if you can't get a Korean jungler. But no, I'd go Korean topside. Larson, upset with uh, either Zoldis or Camellius. That sounds like a dream team to me. All right. I'm I'm a bit surprised that you're, you're ditching perks, but... I hear really? What you're Are you? A little bit. I, I mean, honestly, yeah, a little bit. I just think. But do you think? Mm -hmm. I, let me let me ask you. Let me flip the question on you, Fox. Because obviously, mm -hmm. for me, probably still just unbalanced. Perks is like the goat of Western League. Yankos for me is actually closer than Caps to Perks, in my opinion. But um, and Yankos has just been so fucking good recently. I feel like he's actually somehow closing that gap, which I didn't think would be closed. But, uh, yeah, like, why, what reasons would you justify keeping perks? And by the way, keep in mind that he is really fucking expensive. If you're telling me yeah. I can have him for 200k a year, sure, I'll keep perks, but... Well, I... this is it. Like, from a, from a purely, like, non-business standpoint, I think, when you're just looking at, like, in an ideal world when things are just... Players don't cost a, a king's ransom, then, yeah, I, I think you keep perks. But if it's... From... from I don't know the, the intricacies of how much these players cost, right? There isn't a database for salaries or anything like that. So obviously, I assume perks is quite expensive, but... Very, I, very, very, yeah. very, very. <laughs> I could imagine. So, yeah, I mean, I guess from that perspective, it's not necessarily cost effective. But as I said, I'm surprised just from the perspective that he's... You know, I still think he's very serviceable. He's a good, he's a good mid laner, right? And I, I think he's someone I would like to have on my team. But um, yeah, from a, I don't, I don't know if I would ship out the big bucks. And I also do believe in building around your strengths. And uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if Perks is really is really there. I just think honestly, like upset. I don't know if I don't know if he deserves better, but he's just constantly been. Like really, really good in the bot lane, and for some reason, it's just never working out for him, and and it just that kind of sucks. Like I'm surprised at that. I, I hope upset's put in a position where he can like really shine and actually maybe give him perks as a support. I quite like that. Honestly, angle like on, a role swap. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't mind that at all. I think something like that could really work. I think that could be really cool. Um, anyway, what about your opinions then, Rich? What do you think will happen to Vitality? What would you do if you were the? He means Thorin, but it's all good. It's all <laughs> Sorry. Good. It's, it's what about you, Thorin? What yeah, would you do today? Like... Right, the key answer, thing is, first and foremost, I would a hundred percent fire the coaching staff. Yeah. Like, I don't actually know about like fucking. Um, maybe there's a world where like the support coach can stay out, the assistant coach, but like the Carter guy, he is fucking gone. Because the problem is, his entire fucking MO was like, see how he banded that Misfits team? And it's like, that's it, though. 
He never actually was playing chess. Like, he was never playing with, like, all these pieces and shifting between lanes. He actually made an incredibly simplistic approach. Now, as I've pointed out, even oh, sorry, at the by, time... By the way, Thorin, sorry to interrupt. I was just very quickly going to say, also, we said at the time, if people don't remember, Heaver was there as well. And I speculated at the time, this is all Heaver. All the stuff they were getting praised for, that was drafting and everything, which I know is what Heaver was doing. So Coach Carter, Vitality guessed wrong. They just guessed that because Coach Carter was the head coach, that that means that he was the guy doing all the positive things that you, you talked about uh, about Misfits. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to add that context. The problem is, I always said this at the time, it, someone like that, it's actually the same as what happened with Neon. On a smaller team, you have earned the right, as it were. Obviously, I'm using that in a colloquial sense, not human right. But you have earned sort of the prerogative that you should be allowed a chance at a top team. The problem is the chasm between really good on a small team and good on a really big team is the biggest in the entire history of esports. Like, it's why I always say in Counter-Strike, the difference between Tier 1 AWPA and the best AWPA is, is the biggest in the whole game. Like, there's no other role larger. And the problem is, some people, even if they have the skills, don't make the jump up. The pressures, as a coach, by the way, it's not even the same game. Like, Carter isn't even doing, like, like how do I do this shot now? Now he's dealing, like you're saying, with it. How do I make perks and upset coexist? But then also this Korean and China, like, me that's like a different level that's not none of your past shit helps you with that essentially you have to expand your skill set and as the most famous example ever in uk football shows of fucking david moyes he was obviously a good coach look at what he did in his other teams with scraps but you go to a team like manchester united it's another ball game now it is the ultimate level of coaching it's why by the way when people say like you know Mourinho has a big ego it's like you moron. <laughs> Who could fucking do the job without it? The point is he has to have a bigger ego than his bloody, than like Ronaldo-level players. Otherwise, he can't boss them, can he? So the problem is instantly I'm firing the coaching staff and I'm bringing in, because that's the part I think so whack about this. Whenever it goes, it's a super team. A super team would contain a big coach, wouldn't it, you fucking cretin? Instead of just some guy who like essentially got a promotion, as it were. So I'm going literally for big names. I'm going for either people who are champions already and did this, Young Buck, I know from what Young Buck did with fuckers like Nemesis, Caps, uh, Reckless, I Soaz, I know this guy knows how to handle enormous egos and people that want to all be played through. I'd potentially go with someone like Grabs, another person who's done it. Another guy, by the way, remember, the Grabs approach could have helped this team so much. But instead, Carter just hid in a fucking foxhole every single time they shit the bed. He wasn't on Twitter like, that was my bad, guys. Shouldn't have put four on these shit because he hasn't even got a Twitter personality or persona or presence. Grabs would be out there like, I fucked that up, guys. You know, Thornton is a top player, but I made the mistake in the matchup. That helps. That helps because right now, this entire team, every time they lose, is like either European people who hate imports go, bro, is human dog shit. Or it's the perks and upset hate brigade on woo, 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 just coming in to say they suck every game. Even though I'll just point out what I've said on every show. If all the players individually suck, how were they almost in winning positions in all the games? Think it through. Obviously, they had no comms. They had no tactics. They had no fucking identity. It could only be player strength that made them good. So I'm firing them. I'm bringing in Youngbar, Grabs, maybe even Yamato. Yamato has like a very interesting manner with players where he makes friends. 
First things first, coaching staff fixed. Then what I have to figure out, like you're saying, is who do I keep? The problem here is this. I actually don't think there's a world where you can get rid of Perks because his contract runs until the end of next year. And bearing in mind, he was in what they're saying goes, the catbird seat, the ultimate position of power and leverage. He didn't just get bought. And you have to remember, he was bought to the extent Cloud9 made a profit on the sale. Remember, that was like the great, the biggest Western sale ever. And everyone said, you're a fucking idiot. And then he made money off it. So the actual scenario there is nobody is going to take that contract off your hands. Mm. And I would almost guarantee that he has got the kind of ridiculous contracts that have ruined the NFL and the NBA, where you have the one where it's like, you might even have an all-trade clause, mate. You might even have a thing where it says you can't be benched and earn less salary. Spoiler, as Humanoid has already shown us, nobody is going to actively put their foot in a bear trap. If you're already caught, you haven't got anything to do. You just drag around the bear trap and hope you survive. So essentially, Perks, whether you like him or not, is your bear trap. It would actually be a waste of money to bench him and just pay him all the money and do nothing. No one's going to buy him off you. And it is the thing with this status of where he is in his career and his family life, he ain't let, he ain't him releasing himself from the contract to go somewhere else, even if it's for competitive reasons. He's just going to say, fucking build around me, I'll play well. And I don't even think he was as bad as people made out. I just think the problem is the top side of the map just didn't seem to interact with him. He did, like, for example, the most famous thing about Perks is, like, the Niski quality, isn't it? Like, all of his junglers win MVP. It even was working in that first winter split. So the first thing I'm doing is I'm keeping Perks' as mid lane. I'm trying to make it so I have to have a jungler that's going to work with him. So there's two names I'm thinking of already. And, like, look, obviously the pipe dream is we just go to Heretics and we buy Yankos, mm -hmm. right? The problem with that move right there is... I imagine he is available. I've even heard his bio isn't that much. But the problem is, and I even imagine he would leave. So that, I actually think Rankos would play with Perks immediately. I think they both have insane respect for each other. They would even do that shit where it's like, yeah, who cares about that split? Like, you know, when we get rolling, we'll be back in. That would be the dream. The problem there is just, I don't know if Vitality is competent to pull it off. Have you ever seen the fucking names between splits and when they needed a sub-jungle that they're coming with? Mm. It's like, bro, what? What? And one reason why I'll quickly throw out there, this is a, like a practical reason, not my reason. Another thing people are forgetting is G2 and Vitality and CSGO already did this the last two years. When you make super team after super team and then they fuck up the super team and you replace the super team piece with another massive name, there isn't $10 million in the bank. And there are, by the way, there is no more VC coming in esports right now. You have to spend the budget you have now. So that means you can't like do like four changes and just come with like, Oh, I'm bringing in fucking like Hillersang and like me, these Yankos, and like you can't bring in another set of tier one contracts. So I've got to, in my opinion, I've got to be smart with this and I've got to reclaim some people that maybe aren't at the top. So what I would do is there's two approaches. I'm putting the Yankos one on the shelf. I just don't think, know if that would happen right now. And I imagine Heretics would let him go, but you're probably going to have to fucking pay, basically. So I would go with the two angles and it depends what I'm doing for topside. That's the key thing here. Because I'll throw out the bot lane very quickly. Obviously, I'm keeping upset. I think you would actually be a moron to cut upset. I think you'd be one that... I can't... Like, notice how nobody can give a name that would replace him. Pick me one player in the whole league that will replace upset. Because here's the spoiler. Even Hansama isn't necessarily an upgrade. That's even... In fact, if you know Hansama, you need very specific fucking teams to work around this guy. You'd be a fool to cut upset. So all I would do is immediately I'm cutting Kaiser. That's not even on the table. And I'll tell you what, even though Rich might think I'm doing this for his benefit, it's not. There's actually an extra reason. I'll tell you what I might actually pick up. I know these, like, orgs that have, like, not necessarily the biggest contracts will sell for the right price. I might buy Laprov. 
The reason why is I think of Labrov's champion pool. I think of the fact that he actually looks, quite frankly, like he needs like the input of his ADC to play well, at least like what he's doing in lane. I think Opset would actually vibe with all that. He's mechanically strong. He's a guy from solo queue. And actually, probably the underrated thing about Labrov, if you watch is, he actually has a half-decent vision game, mate. He actually seems like he understands that. No one ever mentions that, I know. It's because everyone just pretends on Reddit to care about these things. No one watches that. They just look at the fucking scoreboard. So actually, I think, essentially, if he's in the right team, I think he could be good. I mean, I know he obviously was in this team way back in the day, but who gives a fuck about that? So I'm going Labrov. So I'm going Perks, Upset, Labrov. Now, the only thing I'm changing is depends what I do for top laner, because I'm not going to keep Bow and Fort on. So if I, I'm going to keep one of each in each two rosters I can do. If I actually had to do it, I'm actually with you, Rich. Believe it or not, even though Photon is almost inarguably, in terms of performance, the better player, like he's actually probably the best piece on this team throughout the three splits, better mind upset wasn't there in split one. So I don't hate Photon, but also I'll just say this. One of the reasons I thought the idea he's part of a super team is pathetic is because, you know, he played his first playoffs ever in his whole career last split. That's it. He just played two matches. That's it. To be in a super team, you have to actually be a super player. He's, if anything, been the diamond in the rough. So if I have to choose between the two, I'm with you. The generational talent's bore. And if people still can't see that, I don't give a fuck, mate. Go to spec savers. I don't, I'm not here to teach you. I, I always say... Flies, uh, fucking bees don't waste their time con convince flies that honey's better than shit. You can take whoever you want, pal. You can have Shio all day long. I'll take Bo. So if I take Bo, I'll tell you the player right now that completes my team. Easy signing. Oduamne is coming on over from Excel. Now I've got a team. Think about it. I've got Bo there. He can play carries all day long. Perks doesn't have to have super attention. He plays with the jungler of faith. Odo doesn't need any attention. And for upset, mate, He's going to have a massive grin on his face when I side order on there. His former teammate, and he's going to play weak side all day long. So now I've actually got, like, also, by the way, Labrov in, with Bo could be an interesting pairing there. So there's one lineup. If I do the other one, if I kept Photon, then it's it's an edgy one, but it is actually apparently what the rumor was. I would bring Inspired. Because, you know, everyone goes, yeah, but Inspired, like, you know, he, like, has to play around himself and he's really selfish, right? He's playing in a team where the top laner would probably benefit from fucking his strength as a jungler. He's going to lay in really well. And then Perks helps his jungler, if anything. I actually think Perks would help Upset be, like, an elite jungler and be the best jungler. So there's my two angles. I'm basically, like, Labrov and a new coach. And then either I keep Fort on, I get Inspired, or the dream is just get Yankos. Or I would just keep Bort and get Odoamnir. And then the key thing there as well, I've also done for you, is even though on paper I've sort of made you a super team, I've streamlined it. The second I get out of one there, we know exactly what lanes we're playing through. And as I said, if you're upset, me, it is carried city all day for you. And everyone else on the team's cool with it, by the way. Fucking Perks is cool with it. Here's the other joke. If you're bored, you're not 24-7 pathing bot. Fucking Perks will run bot. We've got it sorted. Because the other thing about Perks I will always point out is this. Even if he's not the best learner, he's definitely underrated in that sense because he's not trash. The problem is this. He knows how to win the game in a way all the mid laners you can name me now and LEC don't. I don't even think Caps knows how to win the game like this. So to me, he's in that state. He's like the Western faker slash Zhaohu. It doesn't matter how he lanes in mid lane. He plays the map, not mid lane. So I think if you make this line, I think it would be a banger. Then again, though, I'm obviously insanely biased on all Vitality lines. Well, in this these few years. By the way, I'll just throw that out there. Fuck any cretin who says that Vitality now has done like three or four years of super teams. You're just abusing that term to a level that's actually fucking insane, mate. It's actually insane. Remember, Bo and Photon, in a colloquial sense, were rookies this year. You know what I mean?
Yeah, and I, I must have missed where Kaiser's in super teams. I know he won a championship <laughs> a few years back. He's in super teams, is he, bro? I don't know about that. The uh, the thing is, in league, it's like there's only five positions on a team. So anyone who's like, they have two or more big names, it's just a super team now. Well, like, it is. It's a lazy go-to, yeah, of course. Yeah. The, the, for me, I'll, I'm kind of guilty of it in the sense that when people declare it, I'll then reference this as that, which is probably bad. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, fine. I'm like enabling it a bit, you know? But yeah, like <laughs> that's why on the tweet, I think I put it in quotations. But um, yeah, the, to me, one one thing you mentioned there, which way, was... I think XL was more of a super team. Than oh this yeah, one. definitely. The beginning Absolutely. of the year, yeah, yeah that was legit. Sure. Um, the, the one thing you mentioned just on the side, which I actually think is actually mental. I went, I just went to check because I was like, maybe you're just still under contract. It's inspired is just teamless, by the way. Yep. This guy is unreal at the game. Because like... they, they couldn't pay the salaries in EG, could they? So they yeah. just cut everyone who got all the fucking bomb ass players, but... and then Kelsey's just working magic there. It, like if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're, um... it's mad, isn't it? Uh, I'm not knocking on this guy's door immediately. Yeah, even coy. Like, hello, just take inspired back. Like, what are we doing? Like, you, you've made and shock. By the way, I love how at the beginning of the season, like when they first like cut Otto, and then everyone was like, "Guys, let him cook. Let's see yep. what happens." Like, we need to give them the benefit of the doubt. They yep. haven't let us down until now. It's like, okay, if you're going to judge every decision based on that, you're a moron. And then what is the very next decision they do after that one already tanked? By the way, and it's like, ah. I give you uh, Trimby. I get Adrian. The worst, worst trade ever in Western League. Like, what are we doing? But so, bear in mind, me and you know some things behind the scenes about Coy as well. The maddest detail is this: in theory, you can't get Larson. He's also been signed to the contract, and they really love him, and they're building around him. Rich, except everyone knows the stories from the off seasons. <laughs> they were shopping this guy for fucking years when they were winning like 13, 14 games. They used to just shop him constantly. So here's the thing: I imagine now, in light of what you're saying, you sort of have to pretend it was all about Larson now, mate. You have to because maybe. You even lost hand sub you have to pretend it was always about building around last so i think they've just brainwashed themselves in that i mean i wouldn't let him go but i think in the past they definitely would have but it's like in the position they're in now right where it's like we are oh, a not Larson, though, that is a bagger yeah, we, we are not a very good team in coy like right now why the fuck wouldn't you just get inspired even if it's like just until november or whatever like just have the the chance to make worlds has got to be worth it right to bring in like a top quality jungler but yeah no i think if obviously if like Larson. You know, I think Larson right now is the best mid in, in Europe and immediately makes pretty much anything Easy. better. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going like full uh, sort of quasi-realism angle, we could just say that, well, Vitality always spends those money, so they should just buy Larson out. They should not give a fuck about the Perks contract. And then, yeah, could, we're just yeah. playing football manager at that point. But I'll be, I'll be down. I'll definitely be down for that. I do think as well, obviously, I'm super biased, but... I, even though Photon, I would say, as like a pure laner and everything, is like a better player right now than Oddo in that sense. Oddo is definitely one of the antidotes for vital any Vitality variant. Like, the, the biggest thing I think about Koi, like going downhill, wasn't that Segenda's a bad player. It's that they just lost all stability in the team whatsoever because you had Larson and Oddo as the pillars, the solo lane pillars that you could build around, but Larson doesn't fucking talk. So really... When Otto goes, it like just all goes to shit. And then yeah, the, the the nail in the coffin was obviously the fucking Advian Trimby disaster fucking show. Like I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, fucking sign inspired someone. Like holy shit, man! I actually can't believe this guy's a free agent. He's legit like top four Western jungler. Just ah, mental, mental. All right, let's move on from League of Legends. Enough of that stinky game. Let's go on to a completely different game in a whole different... Oh, wait, no, it's Dota 2. That's fine. It's still not League of Legends. Some drama has appeared in the Dota 2 scene recently, and I'm all here for it. We love drama, and we don't get to talk a lot about Dota 2, actually. 
So let's bring it into the spotlight here, shall we? Uh, recently, there's been a, uh, a major, the Bali Major, and a Russian team, Bet Boom, has been sent to the lower bracket despite winning their matchup against Tundra Esports 2-0 because one of their players, Pure, he tabbed out during a technical pause during a match and watched the live stream on Twitch of the game that he was playing. And that was a big no-no. So not only have the tournament officials reversed the result of the game, it's no longer a 2-0 to Bet Boom, it's a 2-0 to Thunder Esports, but Pure has been banned from competing for the rest of the event. This has given me kind of like a wound vibes from season two. If you guys, was it season two? I yeah, think it yeah. was season two. Remember worlds. that? Where he was looking behind him at the big screen to see where people were during pauses. And then... Listen, I just want to say, Wound, mate, if you're going to do that, it's a little bit obvious you're sitting on the main stage. But if you are going to do it, don't then spam ping on the minimap where the where you've been using your map hacks to see whether people are going at level one. Just use comms. Like, at least it's less obvious that way. But it, it's fine. I guess Wound wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. But what would you expect from AD carry mains? Uh, anyway, Dota 2. Uh, what do you think about this whole situation here? The man tabbing out to watch. <laughs> watch and the the, let me answer this one first. Please do. Go ahead. Because it's the problem. Unfortunately, Richard Skim read the article, but also I want to call out the journalist. This is actually technically inaccurate. The, the person who wrote it, admittedly, they're speaking second language English, I'm guessing, because they have a Russian name. They've actually done, they've butchered this story. If you know how any story in journalism works, the classic news post format is called like the inverted pyramid. You essentially give all the info in the headline, but the headline's worth it. For, they didn't do that. They put it like a story, like a fucking M. Night Shalaman thing. So the problem with this story is this. When you read the opening paragraph, it says that the player you're talking about, Pure from Bet Boom, was in the tournament and during the technical pause he's alt tabbed out and then he's watched the stream and they just say the stream of nicks right they don't tell you any more information right nicks is not a player for either team in this game nicks is not a streamer showing the game he actually just was watching someone else's twitch stream who's another player now it isn't until you keep reading and you get to the quotes later that you see them say stuff like you know it wouldn't have affected like the match what was happening because essentially it's like if i tabbed out of an lec match and started watching Pokemon. like the point is you're just not allowed to watch broadcasts precisely because who wants to dive into a like, but was Pokemon live viewing the game or did she say something? The point is they don't want anything except like whatever basic apps you're allowed to use. So I will say the journalist has absolutely butchered the story because if I skim read this as well and I only read the first two parts, that is what you would assume. You would assume, oh, the real problem with the story here is he's trying to cheat, isn't he? He's trying to watch the game like you say, like Woom. Oh, by the way, I'll say this because I'll always say this because I'm fucking sick of people who are biased. By the way, Dyrus also got punished from the same match. And do you want to know the best reason why? Because Dyrus had to look at the screen to know that they could have been looking at the screen. So he got punished as well. You go look that up. Go look up Riot's ruling included Dyrus looked as well. So I'll just say that because everyone made it like, ah, of course Koreans would cheat. Like an American saying that out loud to me. You ever seen your sports? Mm. Like, you know that scene? I always thought that my favorite fucking example of how American media and propaganda works was when I was a boy, I watched the movie Rocky Four, and there's obviously that central storyline about how obviously Ivan Drago literally just injects mega steroids. <laughs> and there's things, that's all your sports, you fucking twats. You're all the ones who are hyped up on all that shit. The joke is they're on some dodgy shell, like cow blood or something, probably you idiot. You're the idiots all pumping steroids in every sport. So I'll just bring this back. So 
the real problem here is he essentially just violated like rules that do have to be enforced. Like, unfortunately, you do have to ban people for that. Like, I, I gave an example of this a while ago where I think it was at like Pro League and CSGO, and Simple during a break in his game or after his game walked back to, and he was on his phone. So he thought he walked back into his area and he actually walked behind a different team playing a live game and saw their monitors. Now, he didn't in any way, he wasn't playing the match, he didn't tell anyone any info. He obviously immediately noticed and was like, oh shit, and then moved back. That should also be a penalty. You have to actually make rules that are like this. It's why in basketball, someone has a joke in an NBA game once like went over with the other team's huddle and tried to listen in. That should be an instant like equivalent of a yellow card, essentially. That should be like a technical foul. Because the point isn't that you did cheat. It's that if we allow people to even fuck around and do those things, you can't know how... Like, if this was a movie, a heist movie, you'd do a complicated like 10-level deep thing there where like you signal this in a court to him that shows you this on a street like you can't do any of that so i do agree with the idea you get penalized here but unfortunately the story isn't actually the sexy one that it looks like it's not actually like right he tabbed in like by the way people literally were doing in the online era like there was a thing called akuma at one of the rmrs in 2021 it was just apparently watching like a stream of the game or some shit they weren't actually like watching like 30 seconds earlier on the twitch delay like oh he was doing that right for the pause which would be the end of the world in my opinion if you do that i think you should be disqualified for the whole tournament like forget it you don't even need to remember it's not caught me you know you don't have a jury you pay you can just bad people you can say get the fuck out of the tournament you don't ever get to play again so there's my take but uh thorin especially with that in mind do you think that the punishment is too harsh because my understanding is that the punishment was two pronged right like they won the game they were playing 2-0 that result gets reversed uh and then the player is banned from play like competing in the rest of the tournaments obviously his four teammates presumably have to play over sub do you think it should have just been the former and not the latter do you think they went too far or what do you think of that in theory you would say the lightest punishment probably should be the game is reversed or given to as a forfeit right i actually probably agree with the series because you want to make it like a fairly hefty punishment so that people don't even consider like they know we're not fucking around when you do this right anyone who gets caught don't i do think the score five for the whole tournament bearing in mind like i say as far as i can tell it's actually quite it's not malicious it's quite clearly just sort of like stupid but i will add in as well i am getting quite sick and tired of this it's one thing if everyone's 16 playing their first land some of these people in these games are like 23 year old professionals who've been around years and years like you should actually understand the basic rules of the game you know what i mean like if people don't get it because this happened a lot in the online area in counter-strike i'm sorry when you're playing on that pc that isn't your home pc you're not like a guy well bored so i'm just checking out twitter no like on that pc you have to think of it like you're in a football match that would be like if in, i know there's isn't an equivalent but if in a football match there was like fog of war and you could pull out a phone out of your pocket and dm your friend and maybe he tells it like yeah well, it, the second the phone comes out it's over that's why what you do is you do the opposite like they're doing here you don't say you can, like you're allowed that you're not allowed this you say here's the two things you're allowed you're allowed like team speak in the game that's it don't do anything else in fact i actually think riot has got one thing correct i love the riot technical pause rules you can't talk you can't do anything on the computer to even do anything you must ask the admin what i love about that is it actually puts the admin in a position they should be in every game you're the ref you're supposed to be controlling this shit you're supposed to be stopping it getting further out of hand because if you don't know in games like csgo they always push the limit on that shit and try and get away with stuff so the problem with pro players i just don't trust them so I, I think it's slightly harsh especially the whole to score five from the tournament thing but i also sort of understand it because like i say once you get into the world of cheating there's a reason you make movies about genius heists people will go to any lengths to do like elaborate cheating and clever things there's just too many things you can do i think what about you then rich give me your thoughts do you think it was uh unfair then because 
I, I obviously I got this wrong when I was introducing the topic. Like he was not looking at his own game. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was stream on Twitch. That so. was completely uh completely my mistake. I did that. Sorry, did I just kind like of like I said, when it's it. written though, mate, you wouldn't get that yeah. out of the information. Like, I actually could see that as a journalist because the second I saw him just mentioned the name, I quickly looked like, is that a player on either of these teams? And then when it wasn't, I'm like, how is that not mentioned? That <laughs> that would be the very next word, by the way, not a player in either of the teams of the game or strip, but they didn't mention that. Nah. They didn't give you the info, mate. They fucked you. Yeah. Because actually the yeah, the thing my first thought interpreted it how i originally thought was that my instinct was still that he probably wasn't trying to cheat he's probably just really stupid that he's yeah, could like, be that too. yeah he just tabbed out and like even if he was watching his own he was probably just like oh i wonder what they're saying in chat about me or something like it, mm. that is the way i i view like how a lot of pro players think but yeah i mean given um the yeah the clarification that it was just like a random stream or whatever does that context matter or it, it basically comes down to one of these things where First of all, obviously, you don't want to open floodgates. Like, any kind of violation, like, just blatant violation of rules. Like, you're just not allowed to go on any stream whatsoever. Yeah, I, I agree that hard and fast rules can definitely be effective in that sense. I would say, though, that my instinct is that it's a little bit harsh because the reality is they went from a 2-0 victory to losing that game and being bumped down to the lower bracket. Like, that is quite a big thing that is felt by everyone on the team. But then I think in a game, especially like League, uh, like well, any MOBA, like Dota or League of Legends, to lose one of your only five players than to have to put someone else in has a bigger impact. And again, if we use a football analogy, like, I don't know, Ivan Tony bets on the game. So Brentford don't get to use Ivan Tony for like five games. There's 22 players on a pitch. Like the impact is way lessened when a player gets suspended or something like that in a game like that, rather than in esports, right? And even when we have substitutes in esports, most of the time, they're not real. So, like teams aren't typically investing loads of money into backup options that they're swapping in and out. You don't usually have like a faker, easy hoon, like shared sort of a uh, game time scenario. So I do think the actuality of what's happened is very significant because I'll just put it this way, right? Again, you use the same analogy. If you have a very good football team and even an NFL team or anything, and the best player or one of the better players gets banned for a game you don't suddenly say like ah well they're not going to win the tournament now are they or they've gone from favorites to like an also run like it doesn't really happen but in a game in a team uh, a sport where you have five people on a team if prime lebron james prime michael jordan or someone goes down yeah the impact is like 10x it's the same in mobas right you've only got five people on a team so i do think the actual result realistically is kind of harsh like to lose a game that they won 2-0 and then to also be bumped down to the lower bracket and not have one of their five players, that to me seems a little bit disproportioned. I don't have a major issue with it, but I I don't think it's like completely reasonable or proportionate, let's say. Also I because I fair. think intent matters, right? Like I mean, they say in yeah. law like intent is nine tenths of the law or whatever. Like, I don't think it necessarily applies to that degree here. But at the same time, I do suspect it was just a stupid kid being stupid, and now all four of his teammates get really harshly punished for his stupidity. I think I, I see both of your guys' perspectives here. Like having a zero tolerance policy, I think is quite quite important. Um, when it comes to just like mucking about and, and cheating specifically, because as Thorin said, if people will worm their way to try and exploit things, especially when there's money on the line, right? And we all know esports has, well, <laughs> had money at least and like prize pools and stuff. So yeah, they'll, I, un I understand from that perspective for sure. But I also 
agree with what you're saying, Rich, that I think intent really does matter. And it's not just like, it is about as extreme of a, a um, punishment as you can get, like especially banning him from the rest of the tournament. Um, to me, like when we were reading this, obviously you say like we got this wrong, but it kind of made sense that he, you know, the, the punishment fit the crime that we thought he was actually cheating, but he's not cheating, right? He's just an idiot. So, um, yeah, I think I, it's just a tricky one, isn't it? Because you don't want to, you. You don't want to be like. If you actually read the rest of the post as well, I wasn't going to go into this because there's no point opening this kind of worms, but I will just throw this out there. There's unfortunately an extra reason why a lot of people will hate this guy right now, which is if you read down when the conflict began last year, he's one of those guys that did the stupid Z on the screen in the fucking Uh. game or whatever, which is like. So essentially, everyone's primed to hate this guy who's got anyway. So, like, if you then. It's like if you're like fucking Vinnie Jones in football, like, you could do a slight tackle to red card straight away because you're Vinnie Jones, mate. You know what I mean? Like, he's got like the rep unfortunately in that sense okay that's fair enough as well like so imagine the public was being for his head or whatever you know yeah exactly yeah 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 fair enough um yeah i don't know i, I don't know it, it, it's a tough one and i do think it is important obviously when it comes to cheating that you kind of do have a zero tolerance policy it's it's nothing to piss about with let's move on then to our last topic of the day from league of legends to dota 2 to cs 2 uh, Counter-Strike, the, the new Counter-Strike is fast approaching with some uh, majors already having been announced and tournaments being announced. And a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hubbuzz is, is coming through with, uh, with the new game. And one of the people that has been showing some interest in CS2 uh, is none other than good old Pasha Biceps. He did write a, uh, a tweet saying that he should get together his old Virtuous Pro lineup and uh, maybe... Get an invite to one of the events and you know see what they can do probably a little bit tongue-in-cheek there not really convinced it was too serious but you never know maybe but probably not either way not so much about pasha biceps and the old virtuous pro lineup is uh it's not that important what i want to know is in theory let's have a fun fun hypothetical here if you could reassemble one of the old og lineups of counter-strike and teleport them into cs2 who do you think would have the best chance of being successful now i will also let you guys decide the parameters of this are you taking them at their peak and bringing them into now or are you taking them as they would be if you just reassembled them now like that's kind of up to you i assume the former is a little bit more exciting to talk about um but either way i want to hear your opinions on that which old fogey crew would be good at cs2 rich hit me up I think the the way I'm kind of viewing it is not at their peak because I don't I think it's almost a paradox because what does that even mean like the peak relative to the other players like it doesn't really work because I think a lot of these players are probably better now than they were at their peak if that makes sense just because games evolve everything evolves like is Scream's aim worse than it was before probably not like he's probably just got more reps on it right like even though I know he's playing Valorant or whatever but like you take the point I don't know if any of these players are actually worse like is Get Right even though Get Right's like not in the scene like as a relevant player now like at all is he worse when he was last playing pro play than he was in 2012 I don't think so I think just relative to his peers he's worse so I'm viewing it as like it's a new and for people who don't remember when CSGO came out Obviously, loads of old players from Source and uh, 1.6 came over 
and some of them endured of course like the nip lineup very games lineup for example some of them didn't work at all you had old pros like fraud briefly tried to play markalov briefly tried to play by the way some of these guys weren't bad but they weren't like what they were on 1.6 right so to me it's also kind of interesting to hypothesize like because obviously cs2 is slightly different like the movement's a little bit different and so on like just hypothesizing if people did just chuck in hours at the start of the game like realistically now like who could maybe be semi-decent at least that's how i'm viewing it although uh okay. yeah so for me i would go with oh by the way fun little aside i think this was in like 2014 or something um the m the old really old school mtw lineup like the really good one from back in the day they tried to come back together as a group yeah. 2015 and uh they, the, their manager or whoever it was like added me on Skype and was talking to me and he was trying to convince us to like pick up the team and these people were I mean I don't want to paint all the players with the brush because maybe it was just the manager being a complete idiot and he was you know representing them though they were asking for so much fucking money it was so stupid and he kept just reiterating to me he's like but don't you understand it's the MTW lineup it's Sonic is this a I'm like I don't care like you you're, what you're asking for is ridiculous that would be like what the yeah the apex very game and nit people were on like it doesn't make any sense and i've got no guarantee of that level of play and they're like but the brand blah, blah, blah. i was like mate no one cares about mtw as a brand in 2015 like it, the for the nostalgia and all the rest of it yeah but like no they were asking this money this number will mean nothing by the way to 90 percent of people but they were asking for 5k per player in 2015 for that lineup which is a fucking that would be like almost like the best team in the world basically. yeah it's just fucking absurd like it just made no sense at all and at the time we had like the old uh, lineup with like rain and polly and so on and they were on like less way less than awesome, i'm that. guessing yeah way 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 less like yeah 1200 at most i think even less than that so yeah um but yeah no for me i would go with the very games slash envious lineup of shoxy and by the way this is was not the best or most successful version of this lineup but my reasoning is because I think that the French players, especially back then, so much of it was seemingly on like raw talent and ability. I mean, famously, they would always like opt into ridiculously risky like pistol plays and stuff like this because they would just had that much confidence in their own ability. And to me, the one thing that has to transfer over is your hands, basically. I do think that is the most important thing. So I'd even bring Scream back. I'd have the Shoxy lineup with Scream. Uh, I don't want existence. Uh, I go with the Kenny S when they briefly had Kenny S as well when it was on um, Envious, not on uh, Very Games. And then uh, crap, because oh, I don't want Smiths. I don't want M MBK. Oh, see, I probably, even as great as he was, I, I go with existence just because as soon as, even though the, the game's not drastically different, when there is a new game and people start to view things for a new lens, even though he's probably terrible, has terrible hands these days, I have enough hands on the team and he can just look at the game again for a new lens and he's a brilliant mind of Counter-Strike. So existence as well. And those five did all play together at the same time. So existence, Scream, Shoxy, Kenny S. That would be my lineup. And again, the logic is... That one, I mean, a couple of them are still kind of playing. Oh, I want Apex as well, actually. Oh, whatever. Anyway, they're, they're not all like super long retired. Some of them are still playing and they do all have hands apart from existence. He's got a big brain. So there you go. One, <laughs> one brain, four sets of hands. That's my logic. Okay, one brain and four sets of hands. Almost like a human being, but with a few <laughs> more hands. 
Uh, what about you, Dorian? Who's your who's your lineup this year? I've got some bad news, which is that Kenny S, Shocks, and Scream never played together in any lineup ever. Oh uh, no, no, don't look at the, no, 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 don't look this up. Okay. I, how, how dare <laughs> no, you even look that up? No, 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 no. How dare you even look that up? I, I believe. I've watched every single game since two thousand and one. No, no, I believe. I'm looking to see who <laughs> I have to now. History of French Counter Strike ever. So who I have to now sub in instead, and it's going to be. You're going to have to pick like you'll have to be like MPK or something. RPK, Kishima, Smiths. But I'm just saying those three players never played together. Look, I was going to make it a small deal, but when you made it like you were going to like pull from, I love it. Fuck, I was there. It never happened. So the problem I have with this topic is this: I've just spent fucking five minutes actually doing the question. I followed the assignment, shock stop. I'm trying to pick the old line. Up, that would be good. He's just making a super <laughs> team of who he wishes playing together years ago, and he's no, doing no shit no like I no like no scream. Theory. Maybe I don't. No, I don't want MBK. I've just got choice. Like, you had to take the lineup, but you don't. What are we doing here? The whole premise of the question was first bro, bring the whole lineup back, isn't it? So like, well, bring him back, but obviously keep him. Oh, he's shit. Bring back some mega player now. Like that's just fucking having your cake and eating it, isn't it? So if we're bringing back an old lineup, I was almost going to do a similar one, but I was going to do the very games one. I would have done shock scream MBK existence and smiths and even though i know half of those players are a meme and none of them are elite right now the point is i'm sort of with you i actually think people like screaming shocks you never really lose the game you never really lose your hands your problem is the first thing you lose is your feel for the game and that is what fucks you people don't know half of what makes a great player isn't just the skill there's players who are in fpl who have unbelievable skill but they don't have the brain and the sort of intuition so i actually do think if sort of like you put the right team around them the other reason i'm taking this team is because as much as like of meme smiths is for example he was like the right hand man of fucking existence for a long time and mbk when he used to just be in his roles like lurker support development entry he was mega these three were like the base of the team they make the whole system and if people don't know existence is a brilliant mind like it's only now he's retired people will say this because they don't have to compete against him bro all the fans think he was shit in part because he flopped a lot of majors, but also because he was my favorite player. And if you've ever noticed in any game, being my favorite player, you have to win <laughs> everything or you are fucked. Like there's a reason I'm, I'm not joking. I think it's why people like Larson will never ever be, you don't even hear them mentioned. They're not even allowed to be all pro. Like, so to me, if you have someone like existence, I'll tell you this, every coach and top player now will all say, even publicly, yeah, he was unbelievable. Like, you shouldn't even quit. You should just be a coach now. We could probably even gain lead still. So I think if you, I'm going for with this angle, because this is why it doesn't work. No actual old lineup would be good. Like, no last dance would be a good idea. And even people like Pasha hinting it. It's like, one, you're like two years past the VC now. And secondly, all we've just seen a last dance in Brazilians. It doesn't work. It's not, it's not a good approach. And then finally, I'll just add this, which is, the notion that they keep teasing of like, I might hop back in CS2. They're acting like it's actually CS2, like it's like a totally different game and it'll reset all the skill and you can just, maybe you get lucky and you're good again. It's not different enough, boys. It's too much like CS2. Like essentially, if you could actually be the best in CS2, you're a fool for not starting playing now in CSGO. Like get on a team now, start mixing up, get an FPL. They won't, by the way, because like the MTW example Rich gives, they don't want to actually risk it all and climb back up. They want someone to hand them on a platter some mad vanity project where they just waltz back in like FNX did and shit the bed at a bunch of majors. That's what they all want. And the reason they want it, unfortunately, Rich also just gave the whole game away. The real reason MTW were coming back wasn't because they actually thought, let's put together this team and be the best team in the world. They were like, bro, when we were the best team in the world, we got 1,100 euros a month. Now they're getting paid 
like you say, I mean, the joke is then you're going 5k, mate, if you go a few years later, it'd be like 40k. So like, that's the real reason they want back in. The real reason Pasha wants back in is because he wants like fucking 30k a month again. And like a bazillion fans that you can push to a stream, a product, some dodgy sponsor. So I, I can see why they're all going to try it. Oh, don't worry. All the grifting former pros are going to do this at this point in time. They will all imply like, get me on a team guy who was top five in 2015 and I'll be good again. <laughs> But like I say, if you were going to be good in your play now, so I would do the Titan one, because what I would hope is this. I'd hope that you've sort of like base it off the idea we're not as good as the other players. So let's make it all about having good tactics and a great team. And we all know each other. We have the history going back. So let's work together. And it'd be more like that's actually the one angle. Maybe you could have like a cool thing of like people would be fans, but potentially you could use your experience as a weapon. There's a world where that could maybe work. The uh, by the way, the, on the on the Virtus Pro on the Virtus Pro angle specifically, if it had been like just a couple of years or something since they'd been good altogether, I'd probably go with them just because with like one of the big tournaments, the one he's specifically referencing in the tweet, for example, is in Poland, and I do genuinely believe in the Poland buff. So if you're gonna like okay. bring them back for like a one-off tournament, I'd actually probably have gone with that one. But it's been too long. Like I don't think I don't just like this this uh this lineup that uh that Thorin's talking about and that I kind of try to cheat and make a bit better, that lineup, like, yeah, they wouldn't be good. Like, they wouldn't be contenders or anything. But I, I think it could be, like, human. I think that VP lineup would be fucking awful. People like Taz and Pasha, who have been, like, they were never, like, the best, like, mechanical players or whatever. Like, anyway, they had a lot of, again, it, it overused word, but they, that VP line had a lot of intangibles, right? And especially if you put them in front of a Polish crowd or whatever, they would just be straight up fucking, but I'm not even sure they could get to global at the moment, you know? So yeah, that would be... No. And by the way, the joke of that, the reason why I go mad is because I've had to just fucking take and humor people for too long. And like, do you know how many times I do an interview and I'm talking and then the player goes, yeah, it's like when we won that tournament in 2018 and I go 2017, but don't worry. Mm. And then they go, no, no, I'm pretty sure. And I'm like, I could just do this whole thing now, like, shut the fuck up. It's literally my shit. Like, you know how you're really good at aiming? I wouldn't tell you how to do that. This is my shit. I memorized it all. I watched it all one million times. So, like, the amount of times they do that is mad, especially when they do that, because here's the problem. It's because you don't bash them that they go, nah, I'm pretty sure it is. If I'd have just gone, it was literally, like, 2017 at this tournament, I know for a fact, then you wouldn't say anything. But because you try and give them, like, sort of, like, room, like, well, you know, it's not a big deal, though. They go, nah, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And, then, like, and the worst one ever, I'm not joking, I won't say who but i've actually done reflections interviews where i tried to help people like that like just quickly corrected them because it was like relevant like they were starting to tell a story it didn't happen and they told me no and then proceeded to tell a story of how the reason they bombed this event is because they just won the last event and so they were sort of on the hangover and actually it's the other way around they like totally bonded about it and then later magically won one it's like you've actually just reversed all the facts and then told yourself a story reimagined it as a memory it's now your actual memory like you're actually editing your own life Life in your mind <laughs> by the way without <laughs> wicket like so when we there's another thing rich do you know it wasn't until something mad like about 2016 that there not only was liquipedia for csgo but it had loads of relevance so you know when everyone goes just look it up no, no i had to do that in my brain the joke back in the this is not even a joke is i had pro players would come to me sometimes and ask me about stuff like what was that tournament that we were at like five years ago can you look it up for me because it wasn't like it wasn't one site that you could do that on like people take for granted the tech because you know the problem with modern tech is it actually removes the ability to have to remember or multiply and of use a map or something so people don't know the joke is for like 15 years my brain was liquipedia 
like, even I can say like even for myself, like when we uh like were did the interview or, or whatever, like I went back on the wiki thing to look it up and I had like some years completely the wrong way around that I was right. like, Oh holy shit, wait, wasn't that, that off season? Wasn't wasn't twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen? Yeah, yeah. Like it is really yeah, sure. if, if well, you... it's understandable if you're not doing it for like that. I am like a nutter. You're not going to. I'm basically like a monk who studied esports in a cell my whole life, and then you're walking in like I'm not sure Jesus did say that. I'm like, bruh, I know Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's my neighbour, mate. What are you talking exactly. about? <laughs> I was talking to him this morning. He didn't say that. <laughs> I, I unfortunately I don't know enough about uh, the uh, historical. No, but it's the thing. Pick an old lineup that you like that you yeah, just like yeah, to see. Yeah, like, who would you pick? For me, for me, when I think about the um, uh, okay, there's this. I'm gonna say there are three teams that stick out for me. One of them isn't re doesn't really count. Team three, motherfucking D. Do you remember Team Three D? An air team in CS 1.6. Yeah. Well, they were when I yeah I I, I just yeah ages ago like the first pro I was like holy shit you can be a professional okay. gamer yeah so that's kind of cool. Um, but no, it's, it's always Nip and Fnatic. When I was watching, they were, Classic. yeah, they, yeah, you know, and it was obviously like the get right rosters and stuff like that. And Forrest on the other side yeah, and, mega. and whatnot. Like, I'd love to see them. Like, I remember actually I was doing a League of Legends event. But just as an aside, here's why also when people say like, oh, but I, I loved Forrest. I hope he comes back. And he just keeps saying he's going to. I'll just quickly tell you this right now, though. Right. Mm. Forrest right now is 35 years old. So oh, I'll just put that out there. I'm just gonna, <laughs> like, essentially, people before were like, I think you can play till 30. You guys are betting you can play till 40 if you're taking him with TS2. But yeah. I get is the you're just doing a fun line. What was the story then yeah, when you well, first started? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was um I was doing an event in 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 for League of Legends in Leicester, and at the same time there was a counter. Oh, it's like a pro league or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. We were doing I was doing E Masters like in a studio off to the side. Because ESL was also based in Leicester yep. at the time. And uh Leicester have made a big push to do esports stuff in some one of their like. As a quick meme, I'll just say that's one of those things where obviously it's very easy to go to the wrong place in the UK and think it's shit anywhere. It's so depressing when we barely had any UK esports events and they were sending all these top pros rich to fucking mm, Leicester yeah. and then they were all going, it's fucking shit here. You can't even get like a pizza. And I was like, it's not fucking like it's London, is it? Like, why yeah. are we, why is ESL done that? They've cut pizza, they've cut pizza does, they've cut pizza does again. Because <laughs> if you don't know, cut pizza is not fucking like the main place. Like, it's not Warsaw or whatever, is it? Mm. Yeah, it was, it was. I just remember crossing the road or like waiting, pressing the button and waiting for the thingy to beep. And, and they walked out. Forrest just walked out and stood oh. next to me. I was like, I bet, I bet for a second you just got like a fangirl thrill. Oh, like for sure. went up was... on your arms. Oh, hey. Did, did you do that thing where you don't know to acknowledge that you know him because it might be weird? But at the I same time, yeah, it'd be I did. To sort of like cast him. So what did you do? Come on. I did absolutely nothing. Oh, so froze. We, were, froze. we were staying at the same hotel, right? It. We were staying at the same hotel because it, it was all an ESL thing, I think. So they all put us all in the same hotel. By the way, CSGO players smoke like chimneys. Like, I didn't realize that, but like every single yeah, pro player true. is like a heavy smoke. Unfortunately, player. it's that toxic thing of that's their like stress mechanism to go out after the game. And then yeah. also you talk with all the other players and all that shit. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just remember. Like at first, I actually didn't know. I was like, "This guy is so familiar. Like, who is he?" And then it clicked. Like, oh my goodness, this is, this is, this is Forrest. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I was too much of a wimp. But uh, yeah, that's my, that's my story of of being starstruck by Forrest at a red light crossing in. in I, I would throw a one, one other team for a completely random reason, which is like the goat contending fanatic team, just purely because. I want to see if 
he, if Flusher thinks he can pull the wool over people's eyes and be like, oh, the magic's happening again. Because for people who don't know, he's now playing on fucking was it eyeballers or some random fucking team. But I reckon he could get baited into baited into giving us a little insight into what goes what? on on his mouse and keyboard if that, that team got put together again. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to... <laughs> Like to see that people one. People don't well. know when I did Flashpoint 2, when we were at that, like locked in Twickenham because it was a bubble or whatever, we did a bunch of skits. And I did one where it was Thorin, the archaeologist of esports, not the historian mm -hmm. Foxtrot. And one of the things I do, which is like a cheeky angle, is I'm, I'm in like, you know, I'm like Indiana Jones, I'm in some like tomb wrestling around, and I find the the, the vaunted mouse of Flusher. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, finally we will answer one of CSGO's <laughs> great mysteries. And then all of a sudden I look. And it's missing like the whatever the joke is like it's missing like mouse three or something, which would be like the one you'd imply that like you put the hacks on or something. And I'm like, oh, we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> on YouTube, it's, it's still out there. It's actually a fucking banger. It's under underviewed episode put out there. Oh, you know what? He's one of the best players of all time. But you know, well, yeah, maybe. But you know what's it? You know what's interesting about uh, about that though is I remember the new buzzword that came around during that time was like, or the new buzz term was like mouse lifting. Haven't yes. heard that phrase used uh, recently in the last few years, really. Haven't that was really. a point I actually made that even he didn't get. Because all the Fnatic players, by the way, privately would come to me like, you don't really think he cheated, did you? I was like, have you seen the fucking clips, yeah. right? So what I always said was that. They never didn't get it, Rich, because it's lateral thinking. You have to think like Sherlock Holmes would think. It's the dog that didn't bark, right? Because what you're saying is correct. They said, I, it, remember, you could give any alibi. You could have any reason why it went wrong. You don't have to, by the way. I even said that, you dumb motherfucker. Why say a thing that happened that then doesn't meet the mm -hmm. conditions, right? What you should just say is none of your business. Prove I did it. That's what you say. You don't talk. Don't talk to police, basically. Yeah. But instead, they stupidly gave an excuse, which was this. They said, Flusher uses a big mouse mat, but he does that thing where he mouses at the edge of the mat. And then what happens is sometimes when he mouses too much to the left, you've even fucked yourself there, you cretin, because now if I ever see you turn right, it can't be that. But they didn't think it through because they're idiots coming up with an alibi on the fly. And they don't realise the internet means it's forever. So they're claiming if you move left, you hit the keyboard, right, with the mouse. And when you do that, you have to lift it up. So it means the movement's weird like that. And for a second, you just locked on them, right? Because when you lift your mouse up, the sensor doesn't see anything, so it's going to stay in the same spot. But it's actually almost, it almost makes sense, even though it doesn't, right? And I told them, okay, let's accept your premise. So that's what you'd have to do to see if it was true. I accept your premise that he did that over and over again. No problem. For the rest of your career, I want to see that movement happen. It didn't ever happen again after the scandal, Rich. Like, I'm not even joking. I've never seen it once happen, ever after that, ever again. And so either you're supposed to believe, even though he was already literally at like a, he hadn't actually won the major at this time, but he was already a major winning level was supposed to believe he just decided to completely change his mousing style so as not to look like he cheated or magically let's imagine he was cheating and he stopped cheating therefore he didn't do it anymore because the dumb thing about him that people don't get is this if he did cheat, he was also one of the world's best players who used the cheat to sh make sure he won. So he could turn it off and be really good still. Like, I, By the way, I think a bunch of players did that. It's actually one of the reasons why, just a random aside for an amusing anecdote to end the show. There was a guy from StarCraft that me and Rich had some like minor beef with because he did some stupid thing where he did a talk show back in the day with us. And then he like didn't tell us he'd already started recording. We thought it was like the pre-show chat. Mm -hmm. And one of us just was like, wait, this isn't live, is it? And it was live on Twitch the whole time, like, which we've been talking for like 20 minutes. Could have said anything. Luckily, he did 
didn't, but could have said anything. And so that guy, a few years later, because like Richard Lewis was like friends with him, he actually got him into work like a Gfinity with me and Richard when we were like at our peak in 2015. And we did an event with Fnatic. And so you know, like green room talk behind the scenes, especially with like a, someone who's green, like a green fish type guy. You're just trying to update him on the scene, like, oh, he's going like, oh, these guys are incredible champions, though. Like, you know, how could anyone hate them, though? And I was like, well, there was that thing where people think they cheated. Like, yeah, well, you know, noobs think everyone cheats. And I'm like, no, no, like, I think they might cheat, you know. And then he goes, what? People can cheat. And I go, I think there's a couple of people did. I gave him the names. I think this guy did. This guy had a magical three months. He was good again, you know. And I gave him these names. Right after the event, some StarCraft pro got, like, caught cheating, right? So this cunt, to try and, like, deflect blame, goes, if you think that's bad, on Twitter, just goes, if you think that's bad, guys, it's almost widespread and a known secret behind the scenes that loads of top CS pros are cheating. And because the only contact he'd ever had with CSGO was just working mm. that event with me and Richard, every fan's like, holy shit. Richard Lewis and Thorne have told him they all cheat. And say, what are you doing? Like, I didn't choose to say that publicly. So, mate, there's a classic example how cheating fucked me. I didn't even say that shit publicly. This guy's fucking out with it all. Brilliant. Cheers. Thanks. Was that a first and last event for him, was that? Or, uh... I've never seen him since. Like, even though I actually wasn't going to, like, kick his head in. All I'll tell you is this. There was a major years later, like a year later, when he came to the event to see Richard. And Richard, like, came to me and was sort of like, look, he's going to come into the green room now, but he won't talk to you. I've told him not to speak to you. And I was like, I'm not, like, actually fucking... I'm, I didn't really care, you know, so you can just bring him in. Just, I'll just not talk to him. Like, well, people used to think back then, believe it or not, even, even people I know in the industry really believed my, like, persona. That I was, like, the ultimate fucking diva and just go mad on you and roast everyone which is not true obviously no and anything about anything about oh, diva soaring. <laughs> we know it very well is there anything else you guys want to add to uh any of the topics we talked about today i think we've covered some things oh, pretty gosh. nicely but is there anything else you've got oh, a nice a nice range one, of one tiny little thing that didn't make the show that i nearly put in and then i was like oh it's like because it's like a tier two uh val asian valorant player who got banned for um while playing ranked like not a competitive game playing ranked said fuck india on comms and he's now like banned for like right wow. just banned him so yeah i thought that was like a, a fun little one you can go go look that up but again i think that just sort of brings into question the whole idea of like if you say something rude in like the practice environment should you be banned from competitive play i'm not really he sure should have also come on you have some balls rizzle dizzle you're out say like actually i pressed enter before i was going to say indiana jones five or whatever you know like I, I, there's the ways <laughs> around stuff. this yeah he was he was streaming as well he was streaming yeah dead to rights unfortunately didn't think it through but oh, yeah, I do. I, I do just find it kind of weird the idea that it's like if you're at a train. It's like the equivalent of like if you're at a training ground and you get into a scuffle with your teammate, which spoiler happens all the time in every what? sport ever. That you could just get banned. Like if Jordan punches Steve Kerr, he's just banned from playing in the NBA. But of course, because Riot owns the servers and has complete autonomy, they do just ban you if you you know say mean words in practice. I do find that a bit weird and intrusive, but you know, is what it is. Well, it reminds me of the uh, the Hearthstone guys, right? With the whole Thailand stuff, and he was banned from competing in the Hearthstone tourney because he showed support for Thailand, and it was in oh Taiwan, Taiwan's not Thailand. What am I talking about? <laughs> They're split okay. strong. Yeah, we know the one you're on about. Yeah, yeah, that one. Anyway, before I make even more of a fool of myself, I believe that's all we've got for today's episode. Brilliant stuff. Excellent timing. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for being here. As always, is there anything else you want to add? I think you guys are all good. You're all sweet. Excellent. Fantastic stuff. Guys, thanks so much for watching at home or on the bus or on the bog, wherever you are. Have a fantastic month in between our next episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.